0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We've tried for seven years now to uh, arrange an interview with the Prime Minister, and I actually gave up a while ago. I just didn't bother anymore. Got through to the PMO people one day, and they seemed to be interested, and then they closed the door again. So the next best thing is to talk to the woman who sat beside him for a whole bunch of years in Parliament and listen to his stories and looked at the selfies and the newspaper reports he brought in about himself. Didn't know what the vote was going to be about, but he had stories about himself. Am I telling the truth, Michelle?
1: Uh, Absolutely, Roy. Absolutely.
0: Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, seatmate to Justin Trudeau, and when they were in opposition, and, uh, how do I say this? One third of the most important panel on the face of the earth, the beauties. (laughs) Why are you laughing, Catherine?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just enjoying your hyperbole, Roy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, I'm doing this for a reason, Linda. That photograph you sent out
1: <laughs> of
0: of Catherine Swift and Linda Leatherdale in the studio with me. We'd, I didn't know you then, Michelle, but Catherine and Linda were in the studio with the former president of the Ontario Federation of Labor. People know this story because it's, it's the famous story of a microphone dying.
2: <laughs> that was killed, Roy. That was <laughs> was killed. <laughs> it was
0: killed. It was... Their charges were being considered, but um, Catherine Swift had a disagreement with the president, then president of the Ontario Federation of Labour, and the microphone paid the price. So it was good for parts. (laughs) That's about it. Uh, It's time for Beauties and the Beast. How are you three?
1: We're great, really terrific.
0: So, Michelle,
1: yes,
0: you emailed that you're pretty certain there's going to be a, an election this year. Could you pick up on that?
1: Well, it's, it's kind of a gut feel, knowing the man. He keeps saying, we don't want an election, we don't want it. But I really believe what we saw with uh, Jagmeet Singh and uh, Trudeau in, in this apparent deal, that was all kabuki theater. It was all theater. It was all prearranged arranged and uh, there was one small thing that twigged me. Uh, not that it shouldn't have been cancelled, but this. On Friday, they sent out an announcement saying that the um, Liberal Convention that was scheduled for the middle of November, they're kicking forward to next April, which I would have thought would have been done ages ago i i see that as a bit of clearing the decks the throne speech will stand but i believe that some way somehow they'll trigger it um maybe in the month of november late october
0: now, Catherine, i had the sense when the announcement was made that the liberals and the new democrats were um were had a deal The mr singh when he was saying that was Really, scheduling scheduling his own political execution.
2: Yeah, uh, he was I, handing I
0: he was handing off whatever he had left to Justin Trudeau.
2: Yeah, well, we've seen examples through history. Mister Singh doesn't seem to know his history very well. Uh, he doesn't know a lot of things, including for a lawyer, he doesn't seem to understand provincial and federal jurisdiction. But anyway, that's another issue. Uh, he he doesn't realize that in the past, when the Liberals cannibalized a lot of the NDP policies it ends up meaning very bad news for the NDP in yep. the next
1: election. Yep. Almost so that's late. what's
2: happening right now. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think we're going to... You know, before the COVID numbers started to tick up again, I thought we were going to have an election, but I don't know that we are now. I, I've sort of backed off that simply because I think... And the Liberal government, we've seen... they This particular government um, uses polling companies way, way, way more and spends more of our money on them than any previous government in, you know, in, in recollection. So they're polling by the nanosecond. And I suspect when Canadians once again got very disturbed and deservedly so about the COVID situation, I think they got cold feet about an election.
0: Interesting. Linda, what do you mm-hmm. think? How would you feel about uh, an election? And, and, and what do you think of... Uh, Jagmeet Singh announcing that he had a deal with, with, uh, with Justin Trudeau's Liberals. Did you, did you get the same feeling I did that that was just not going to be to, to sing in the NDP's benefit?
1: Not, not in their benefit at all, Roy. You're totally right on. Uh, as for an election, I, you know, I, I hear what Catherine's saying, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm afraid of what's coming into the future and if this second wave really hits... And I got to tell you, when I look at the global income numbers, they're down. This is less tax money going into the coffers at Mm -hmm. a time when we are spending so much. So I I don't know. I think BC is going to the polls right now because he's high in popularity. I still wouldn't rule out what Michelle says. Perhaps in November we might see this because he's riding high on, you know, everybody's getting money right now and the serve's been extended and business help has been extended. But sooner or later, the, and I'm not going to swear on your show, has to hit the fan, Roy, and it's. Oh,
0: well, go go ahead. It's been done before. You know, people have <laughs> destroyed my shows before. Press and company accepted.
1: <laughs> but in any event, you hear what I'm saying. I, <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, let's say a year from now, or even next spring, you know, and I, unless we're going to change our whole philosophy in life that debt is wonderful, and we're going to pay people to take on debt right mm. now. This is not a good situation with our no. net debt at 49% of gross domestic product. In the United States, it's 98%. Come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Catherine, you were with me. We fought on the debt crisis back in the 1990s, and even Kretchen looked at ways to save money. And he did give us tax cuts, but he also bounced the book. Let me
0: just ask a quick question of, uh, of Michelle here. And by the way, uh, Michael Campbell, I recorded an interview with Michael Campbell of Money Matters uh, on the Chorus Radio Network. And uh, Mike and I, we'll play this back for you tomorrow. Mike and I were talking about tax dollars versus borrowed money. And the tax, Michelle, the tax money that's being generated now is not going to pay the bills. It's not even going to approach the interest uh, on the bills, I don't think, uh, that are outstanding. But do you have a sense, you know, Justin Trudeau, well, I just have a feeling that his heart isn't into being prime minister as much as it was even two years ago.
1: No, you're absolutely right. I see him, I see some of, now this is going to sound horrible, but I see a lot of the same qualities. In Trump as I do Trudeau. I agree. He likes, he likes the, he loves the adoration, he loves the show, he loves the drama, but you're right. I don't think he really, really, really wanted to be the Prime Minister. And I always had that feeling. He, would, he liked to be his own man, and you can't be that when you're the Prime Minister. Not only that, Michelle, but, you know, it's, it's fine to be prime minister,
2: and I agree with you about the Trump thing. They're both narcissists. They both love the the spotlight. They don't like the heavy lifting, though. Yeah. And now, because of COVID and the economic circumstances, they got a lot of hard work to do. But the thing that made me wonder, again, about this election thing was, Singh has been saying in the last couple of days, he'll prop them up for the next three years.
0: Catherine, I think you've, you've made it clear you feel similarly. Linda, what do you think about whether Mr. Justin Trudeau still has his heart in being the guy in the PMO corner office. I
1: don't know. I think for some, actually, a few years now, I think that his heart has not really been into it. I certainly believe with COVID that he has certainly, his star has risen because he's helping everybody, you know, handing out money. But is he really, really into it? I thought he was going to be like his father, take a walk in the snow and then just go. But he hasn't yet, so we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, he's not at his dad's stage in his political career. Let me ask you this question, all three of you, please, and we'll start with you, Michelle. What are your thoughts about a second lockdown? What would happen to, the, to this country and how we survive and move forward if we had another lockdown?
1: Oh, I think it would be so destructive. I, I, as it is, I don't see recovery being overnight. It's going to take years, yeah. and it does scare me, uh, I know it's necessary in some cases, but it scared me when uh, the prime minister said uh, we can afford to do it because interest rates are low. And <laughs> it's it, bizarre. You know, uh, this is no time for austerity. He, see, he wants to be a hero to everybody, and he'll throw as much money as at it as he can, which may be a short-term solution, but long-term.
0: Catherine, you're the economist. Uh, this is not the time for austerity, and uh, we can borrow because interest rates are so low.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's right up there with uh, the budgetal balance itself, and we're spending so you don't have to. But, of course, they're spending our money, so it <laughs> doesn't quite uh, work. Uh, another another lockdown would be an absolute unmitigated disaster uh... i think we've learned enough about this virus now granted not enough yet but we've learned enough to probably put in effective measures without having to have another lockdown and i mean again we don't know what's going to happen the next little while i think too it's important to realize different parts of the country different parts of a province are radically different in terms of their experience with this so uh, hopefully we can if, if we need to we can sort of be laser focused and say okay that area we might have to do something there for a couple of weeks or something like that, as opposed to these blanket measures that, that basically hit the fly with the sledgehammer. So uh, I, it'll be devastating. Many businesses that haven't already gone out of business or just hung, just uh, decided to forget it. I know a number of small businesses that just said, you know what, I'm in my mid-50s. Um, I, I'm just going to pack it in now. And of course, that means jobs, naturally. Uh, and and um, But I think much much longer of any kind of lockdown or, or re, you know, reimposed lockdown will be uh, even more businesses out of business for good that are barely, barely hanging on by their fingernails now. So let
0: me ask you a controversial question. I got myself into trouble immediately when I said I would be supportive. Or that I will line up to be the first in line for the COVID vaccine. That's my choice for me. And I asked the question whether it should be mandatory in Canada the, whether the vaccine should be mandatory for everybody and uh, just asking that question got me quite a few emails challenging me uh, on any number of issues including sanity um, and I know it's a very controversial issue but to me it isn't uh, Catherine do you think it should be mandatory for the good of everybody to accept the COVID vaccine? <laughs>
2: We don't don't even have mandatory vaccines for childhood illnesses now, and those have been around for decades. And we're very confident about their medical, you know, medical uh, impacts. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I frankly, I don't think it should be mandatory per se. I'm too much of a freedom lover for that. And, and it, I might have the vaccine. I get my flu vaccine every year, and I know a lot of people don't do that because they think it gives them the flu and other nutty things it doesn't do. But, um, but I think it depends. If we get some vaccine out of China, I'm not sure I'm going to be at the head of the line, you know? Yeah, but, if, yeah, <laughs> but if there's yeah, a reasonable, guess... you know, something that you can really feel confident about, yes. I will get the vaccine. It is
0: going to be you know it's going to be a huge national debate once there is a vaccine or there are vaccines that have been satisfactorily approved by medical authorities and, and whatever the you know the, the, the various steps are that they have to go through in order to to, to to be approved as a vaccine. And there's a new one that's I think sixty thousand people internationally are going to be in this test now. We'll talk to Isaac Bogosh about that tomorrow, Doctor Bogosh. But it's going to be an issue, Michelle. It's going to be a question about whether they should be the vaccine should be mandatory what do you well, think
1: I unfortunately I have to disagree with you, Roy. I'm on uh, the same page as Catherine uh, and I don't know how you'd enforce it I'm the not other saying, I didn't say, I
0: didn't say it should be mandatory. I'm just asking the question I'm saying that I would I would line up for it oh okay. but it, but it is, no, going, to be, it is going to be it is going to be a national debate
1: it shouldn't be mandatory and do you agree do you
0: agree it's going to be a national debate?
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We already have a debate about vaccinations.
0: We do. So so, so Linda no
1: question this is gonna to add to it.
0: Yeah. Linda, what do you say?
1: Well, I have to agree with the beauties. Um, you know, I'm too much of a freedom lover to say it has to be mandatory. I think um, it, it, I think Canadians depending on this second wave and how severe it becomes uh, certainly it might be like you Roy lining up to get it you know just like other of the movies that scared us but um, well, well, we'll but I hope I hope that's not the case and and I hope they do find a vaccine soon enough because come on we've had so many childhood diseases that you know we've had under control because of
0: Wonderful yeah. research. Here's doctors. why if I may, here's why I think it's going to be a big national issue of discussion. And there's a there's a, a couple of issues here. If the second if there's a second wave and if the second wave is much worse than the first, and if it's a question of people's survival, you know there's going to be a massive national debate about uh, who should be allowed to say, I'm not going to accept it? Would you then be harming the rest of the population? Don't send me emails, people. This is hypothetical. <laughs> Catherine?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure what you asked, Roy. Um, I, well, I said, right, because if there's, 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 there's a there's second
0: wave and it's really, really, and it's, it's much more significant and more people are dying, then the question would be, if you don't accept the vaccine, are you harming your neighbors? You know that.
2: But yes. Oh, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. But again, what, what a lot of, in the question, to use the analogy again of the childhood you know disease vaccine, yeah. um, the discussion is that children that don't have it aren't allowed to go to school. So maybe we let people have the freedom to not take it if they so choose, but then there's restrictions on what they can do as a result.
0: So how come the guy who asks the question gets into trouble?
2: I don't understand You're that. You're the host. I'm right? just
0: asking
1: a question. You're the host. You yeah. yeah.
0: No, I'm not. I'm just a bit player here.
1: Obviously, sensitive topic.
0: Okay. You're the best. Thank you so much, as always, beauties.
1: Oh, thank you, Roy. You too, Roy. Hey.
0: Stay healthy? Yes. Yeah. Everybody stay healthy. Absolutely.
1: And if you we want will... to see Catherine and I, I'm putting it on Instagram, that photo. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, do Oh, that. good. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> if you want to hear more,